Hello there. When I'm not patrolling the coast of Maine or enjoying a nice bowl of chowder, I like to listen to the iFanboy.com comic book podcast. And this right here is episode 66, and it's sponsored by ComicHole.com. Fanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 66. My name is Connor. I'm here with Ron. Hey, uh, And Josh. Hey, there, pal. <laughs> and we, we are iFanboy.com, and we like comic books, and we read them, and we every week one of us reads them and talks about the best one they liked, and they write about it on the website, and we talk about it on the podcast, and all, all the other books and everything in between. And all that bullshit. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get... <laughs> Thanks for validating everything we do every week. No problem, anytime. So before we get going, a quick reminder: this is going to be a review show, so we're going to talk about plot lines and plot lines and things we <laughs> things from the books this week that may spoil things if you haven't read them. So if you haven't read your books yet, pause the show, come back later. Can we make the obligatory uh, Satan joke with episode sixty-six, or do we have to wait for episode six hundred and sixty-six? Yeah. I was trying to work it out and I couldn't. I was like, yeah. "It's like Satan, but missing a digit." But that's, that's fucking like stupid. Satan at ten years old. Satan. All right. Anyway. So without further ado, Josh is going to embark on his solo uh, discussion. Of oh, I know. I felt bad. Um, if you are a podcast regular, if you've been around for a while, you might remember the debacle that was the last time that I picked Fables. Well, you didn't um, pick Fables this time. I know, but I picked Jack of Fables, which is a spinoff of Fables. Um, Jack of Fables number seven. Um, but the guys uh, didn't like that I picked Fables last time. But since then, it needs to be cleared up. They both read the first trade and didn't really have anything bad to say about it. So... Um, well, well, in in the spirit of that, I bought Jack of Fables number no seven. No shit, really? Yeah, I actually um, I've had a bad two weeks with my comic shopping, mm-hmm. where I seem to keep forgetting books and having to go back and whatever. And I had forgotten uh, Annihilation number six, um, and so I went back to the store to get, today to get it. And I walked by Jack of Fables and I said, "Huh, let me grab it." So I grabbed it and I did my homework and I read it and I prepared. So I'm ready to talk about the book. Wow, this is <laughs> like when I bought the X Men book. Now, this might be a good thing, or it might be a bad thing. You could take your pick. <laughs> um, basically, I will give you the, 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 the skinny on the book is that um, Jack is, is a character from the book Fables, um, and he left the, the Fables book. He left the main book. Basically, a story happened, and they said he's never going to show up in this book again. And this is Jack um, of all uh, fairy tales and fables and stuff. Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack... That's the premise. This is fa- the the people fables are in our real real world, and that yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and this is like the Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack, and all, all of like it seems because there's an inordinate amount of uh, characters, which I always thought, by the way, is a brilliant premise that they just took this one guy. I and... would I would I wouldn't say brilliant. I'd say clever. I really liked it. Okay. Um, and anyway, so we, there's a story in the main book where he takes off, and then. They start this spin-off book. Now, the thing about a spin-off book is so often uh, they're not good. Um, and normally, if it's done by the same guy who did the original book, I can. I mean, I I trying to think of how many bad X Men spin-offs there have been over the years, or 
you know, like or Batman uh, spinoffs. Don't Batman. Go, hey, hey, hey! I didn't say anything. Don't just single out our corner of the world. X Men's yeah. the first one that I think of because yeah. there's been so many bad minis. You know, like Spider Man spinoffs. And yeah, stuff. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean Martian Manhunter. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, right. Exactly. But either way, for the most part, a spinoff is not usually very good. Um, on this book, however, you've got Bill Willingham, who's the writer-creator of Fables, um, with a co-writer, Matthew Sturgis. I'm not exactly sure how it goes, but the character is remarkably consistent with the character from the main Fables book. Um, and the last storyline, the first like six issues, was they were captured by this guy who was the collector of the librarian or something. And they all escaped. That's basically the whole the whole thing. So this time he's out on the road. He's by himself. He finds out he has no more money, and he meets up with this other fable. Who I don't know who the hell he is, quite honestly. But he's this dumpy looking guy, and apparently he makes things, he makes inanimate objects have little faces and personalities and things. So they decide to go to Vegas, where they're going to go get rich. And um, uh, let's see. So they do that, and uh, are, you re- are you reading us the book? <laughs> no, I'm not reading the book. I'm so tired. Oh, God, I can't. That's so lame. Whose fault um, is that? No, it's, it's my fault. I have so much going on. My life is just jam-packed. Anyway, it isn't really so much the story of this of this book that, that is impressive to me. It's, it's not so much the issue. Rather, it's the, it's the idea of the issue. This is starting to sound a lot like The Last Fable Show, which was an unmitigated disaster. I'd like to point out that uh, that was all in jest. Please exactly don't send that. your angry letters. Yes. I bought the damn book. It's okay. Um, but one of the things that is really interesting about this book to me is that Fables is told uh, pretty objectively. If there's a narration, it's it's just like storybook narration. It doesn't really – the book has a tone, but it's an ensemble book. For sort of. Whereas this book is is all about Jack, and it is told from the point of view of Jack. And Jack, um, if you've ever read this stuff, is remarkably egocentric and thinks he's the best thing in the world and he can do no wrong and does not fail. And, and it's told in sort of that way. In fact, it's almost reminiscent of the storytelling and narration. It reminded me a little of, of uh, Robert Downey and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Just a mm. little bit. Like he's talking to the camera. And does he have fantastic hair too? Oh, God. Well, he Not does, so much. He's a ponytail, Connor. Oh, he's evil then. And at one point somebody grabs him by the ponytail and he goes, Mind the hair! Mind the hair! Yeah. Yeah. It's a little self the, the book is kind of wacky. Yeah. And that—that's to be no, like, and the art reflects that. It's a little cartoony. It's a little silly, um, but it kind of fits with the style for me. So it doesn't bother me. It doesn't feel like it's out of place. Um, but at the beginning, you know, he he says something about I'm I'm gonna finish telling you the story that I started telling you last issue, but I don't feel like it right now, so I'm not going to. You'll just have to wait for the trade, and maybe it'll be better then. Something along that lines, which I thought was kind of fun and self-referential and not in a typical way. You don't get that very often. Whereas you do, like in movies, sometimes they refer to the fact that they're, like in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, for example, he's referring to the fact that he's in a movie. And it kind of has that feel, which is uh, new to comics, I would say. Um, Ron, as a new reader to this book, uh, how did you take this issue? Um, it was, I mean, it was, I mean, it, I, I, I'll admit, and I'm glad, I was glad to hear Josh say that there's one specific character who teams up with Jack, this kind of, um, you know, kind of, you know, what, like, weakling kind of baldy, balding, kind of, you know, kind of not a strong character guy. Mm-hmm. And, I I know because I know the premise. Like I know Jack. I've read the first Fables trade. I understand it. I've heard enough people talking about it. That's for sure. But then I didn't know have an idea who this guy was. And and I feel as if the the like I was supposed to know who he was. I was supposed to know who his Fable he was in the first arc. Was. Yeah, in the first of this book. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you don't. But you don't know who he's supposed to be. Still, I can't. There's a lot of characters. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing is that it's it start the the problem with this premise in and and why I think it it it's while it's cl- I could see it being. Contr- 
construed as brilliant, especially if you like it, but why I think it's clever, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I think it's clever in that it's clever. I mean, oh, he's all the Jack characters. Yeah, that's clever, and, and all the other stuff didn't fevels. That's, that's clever. But when you start drilling down to characters in the, in the stories where you don't, if you don't get the reference, then it kind of gets lost. You know, and so like, and so it's 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 tough to jump right on without like some sort of you know checkmate like key. Sure, <laughs> but I'd say that's true of a lot of. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, true of X Men. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and and one of the things that is really important, and I've heard this echoed on the site, and I've and I've experienced this, is that unfortunately, for whatever reason, fables really doesn't become rewarding until you've read it for a little while. Like, Which I believe. I, I can believe that. I think yeah. that the first arc, you're kind of like, this is clever, but it's not entirely engaging because it's a giant world and a lot of characters. Second arc, sort of the same. It gets to the third and the fourth trades where all of a sudden you get that thing where it hooks you and you're like, wow. And they've really built a lot of characters and things like that. And, and one of the things that Willingham is really, really good at is taking these old ideas of characters and, and putting a personality with them that's a believable human personality. In a way that's that's unique. yeah he he's modern modernly humanizing these these mythic mm-hmm. characters, which, um, which it, makes sense yeah I mean, yeah I see that but like at the end of this book like did you know who the the woman was at the end of the book with the with the, the with the with the with the knife thingy I assume she's the the, the queen of hearts from Alice in Wonderland maybe yeah I, right but, but I, she has I, no hearts right yeah so that's why it's like I, I I felt like I'm supposed to know this and I don't and so then sometimes yeah you know, and, so, and you know what? I felt like that a lot reading Fables originally, but eventually it kind of worked itself out. I feel like this idea came out of like a college lit magazine. You know what I mean? I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, is it like a bunch of English majors are like, oh yeah, we'll do this, it'll be great. And like they think it's really hysterical and really cool, but then like, you know, me in the communication school who kind of ha- you know, takes English classes but I'm not an English dork, not that that's bad or anything, doesn't completely get all the references, which is completely me being in a glass house throwing throwing stones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then, uh, you know, we make movie and TV references and English majors look at us and eschew us for our media. Right. You know, so, so I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's the feeling I get from reading it. Again, not that it was bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know. Like, you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're, just, you're just qualifying everything. Listen you're afraid now. of the backlash. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even over my mouth. I'm but not I bought, but the important thing is uh, I bought the issue. So, and and I you, read it. Did you recognize a craft in it? No. Um, I, what I what I what actually I picked up on was I felt as if it this this felt a lot like to me like X Men Unlimited, where it's taking a character from the main book exactly like he said and it's a spin off book and it's not as good as the original one. I mean, and Willingham co wrote it, so you don't know how much he wrote and how much he didn't write. I thought the art was okay at times, but at, it was more inconsistent than good. Really? Um, yeah, no, I just felt I just I mean like at some points I saw like the you know what it felt to me like it felt like to me like the classic. Um, style, art style fill-in guy. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we need you to draw in the Vertigo style, and but this is for Fable, so make it a little cartoony at some times and fill in. Nobody will notice. You know what I mean? And like, and if that happens on X-Men, that happens on... I mean, that's happened through all the years. You know what I mean? Like when you... Like the... Uh, what, the Mark Brooks guy, the Ultimate Spider-Man oh, yeah. annual, you know? Like, it's Ultimate Spider-Man, so go with it. You know? And like, and he kind of does it, and it's familiar, and I understand why they do it, and I, and I don't mean that to bash, you know... Um, the penciler who is Tony Aikens, mm-hmm. um, but and I, and I, I mean because it was good. It's just that at some points, and and maybe and maybe I'm just getting too old and too grumbly or whatever. But there were some panels where I was just like, ugh. But then there were other panels that looked great and were fine. You know what I mean? So that's why I felt it was inconsistent. But maybe it's supposed to be inconsistent. So, you know, because I don't understand this world. Mm-hmm. But um, and I thought that and you know and there was a bunch of and you know look at me you know in it kind of you know um, pot calling the kettle black. 
Um, you know, like there was a there's a whole bunch of pop culture references. Like there was a a character character who was supposed to be who who were you know who was uh, a lonely pathetic kind of guy who's going to end up dying, and the guy who's going to kill him explains why he's going to die. That he's you know lives by himself in a one bedroom apartment in Scranton where he's a salesman for a small paper company. <laughs> I didn't listen. That. And, and it made me ch- it made me chuckle, but I was just like, all right, you know, like enough. And then there was a bunch of other little references to other things in pop culture, which I get. But if you're already referencing fables and you're already it's already so referential, do you have to go that extra? Like it felt kind of trying too hard to me. But it was okay. I didn't hate it. So it just, you know how in the beginning of the show people couldn't tell you two apart. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I don't. I think you're Josh. I think Josh is you. <laughs> So, but I, I gave it a try. I mean, but I, I, pro, I mean, like, it, I, I see what you mean about the Jack character, and I, I thought the voice was consistent with what I know of him. Um, I just thought the story and the supporting cast was just a little, um, like, the Paris Hilton amalgam. You know, what I mean, like that, like that's just that's an easy, that's easy. It is easy, and yeah. for some reason, and I, I listen, I totally agree with that that thought, and I would say the same thing. For some reason, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I don't know, maybe because she was in the beginning, and I didn't know who it was. And like, then it was a re- it was a reveal. Yeah, it was yeah. a reveal later on. Yeah, no, but I, but I, but also because you have a kinship with the character, so you kind of go with it. Where, well, that's yeah. one of the things is you've only read the first book of, of of fables, and I really I don't think Jack is defined by that point. Like later in one of the stories is like a two story arc. He goes on and becomes like a movie mogul in Hollywood. And I caught that movie. reference in this book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really fun arc. He was John Nimble. John John um, Trick. Oh yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. And yeah, basically, yeah. like he goes on and he creates a Lord of the Rings type. Uh, trilogy that makes more money than any movies in history. Nice, uh, but it's all about Jack. It's like the Jack trilogy. Right. So it's about him, but nobody knows who he is, and it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I can, I, like I said, I don't, I, you know, just like I don't know if this was for you to begin with, but having been a person who really likes fables, I, I think this is really a consistent book. And if you're reading fables and liking it, you you could do worse than to buy this book. No, oh, yeah, which which I I I would have a hard time arguing. Yeah, that at all. You know what I mean? Like I'm just coming at it from a third party, you know, to step in. Those are my observations. But it, totally, it totally makes sense. Although, although knowing that we both read some of the same books this week, I was surprised that you picked it, though. Um, I, you know what? I, I, let me my full disclosure bit here. I didn't read any books. <laughs> no, I had a really hard time picking this week because I read yeah. five books, yeah. and every single one of them, in some way, could have been my best book. Yeah. Easily. I mean, yeah. like I've, I don't have, I don't think I've had a week where percentage-wise I batted so well. It, it was funny because this week for me as well. I mean, I, I had a light week as well, and um, you know how some weeks there's a heavy week and they're all awesome, or there's a heavy week and they all suck, or there's a light week and they all suck. like last week was a light week, like Connor. They're was all light bad, week, yeah. And they're all. This was a heavy. Week. This was a light week that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like each book was better than the next. So yeah, you know, it was really good. Uh. Um. So, uh, moving on to that then, so uh, w- I guess I-, I think I know what your pick would have been. Who? Ron. Oh, me? We're yeah. not in the same room this show, so folks, yeah. so we've gotten used to being in the same room, and now we're not. And so I'm, lo- I'm looking around, and there's nobody here to point at me. You know so. what? Don't pull the curtain back. <laughs> um, my, um, I would have had a tough time picking, too. Um, really? Yeah, I probably, and, I, and, and I'm glad, I was kind of glad I didn't have the, the week, because I probably would have ended up. And again, I mean, Connor, I don't think you read this, but I know Josh did, but I probably would have ended up playing the emotional card and picking Strangers in Paradise number 87. Uh, you could have told me I could have come in the middle of the show. But I would have had to just reprint my last <laughs> review. And that, is, and that is why I didn't pick it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It totally makes sense. I totally understand. But, uh, and we don't really need to go over the story. I mean, it's just continuing this, the wrapping up the Strangers in Paradise story. With their, their, this is the fourth to last issue. Can and I, what? I actually have a question. Okay. Um, 
this is going to be rough for people who don't read it, I guess. But I'm going to, you know, what? I'm going to be politic a little bit because this is kind of a thing you might read in trades. Were those bombshells that were dropped at the end of it? Big friggin' secrets were revealed in this book. Yeah, big, yeah, big, big, big revelations. Did we not know about Casey before this? No, we did not. Okay, this that's was, what I. It completely blew me away. Well, because let, 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 let me get to what I was saying. So basically, the last issue, one of the main characters, David, passed away, and this issue is the fallout of that. Them deal, them doing the funeral arrangements, and then getting the reading of his will, and finding out where all, he's he's a large amount of wealth, and where that all goes. And it was kind of him, kind of. Um, and what happened was that he wrote individual letters to each of the four remaining characters who, who he had connections with, who he had relationships with. And through those letters, big secrets and shocking revelations were revealed. Yeah, um, and from the grave, he takes everybody to task and right. is like, own up to it. Yeah, and totally honest, totally blunt, totally and, – and honestly, totally in character. I, it, it was not surprising that he would do that. I mean mm-hmm. it was great. Um, and – it wasn't so much the secrets, but it was the, the tone and the manner and the talking and the talking about it. I'm, I'm just to give you the picture. I'm on the train coming out of the city, going home, and I'm reading my comics, and I'm on the window seat, and there's some woman next to me eating oranges, and it was a packed rush hour train, and it was just miserable. I'd had a long day, and, and it was just, it was, you know, whatever. And so, he recoils at fruit. So I'm read. Uh, no, I just hate when people bring food with them. Like, don't, I don't. We're not eat, We're not. You know, don't bring food next to me, okay? But anyway, um, so. Um, <laughs> So, so I'm reading. I agree with him. Come on, Josh. In the subway, no food yeah, next yeah. to you. Anyway, anyway, so neither here nor there. So, it wasn't the subway. It was a commuter train. So this was the um, this was the first um, book I read. Was it the first book I read this week? It might have been the second. No, I read Daredevil first, which we'll get to in a second. Then I read this book. So I um, so I'm reading this book, and like maybe three quarters of the way, and I totally shouldn't be telling this story, but like three quarters <laughs> of the way, the woman next to me puts her hand on my shoulder and goes, <laughs> "Goes, are you okay?" And oh I God. and I look and I'm like, yeah, why? And she's like, oh, you look upset. And I look at the window to get, it's night, and so I can see my reflection. And I just I must have. And the thing was, I was really tired. When I when I when I'm tired, I yawn and my eyes tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a bit of I know it's a bit of a Mike Romo excuse. I know. <laughs> I must have had two distinct or like several distinct traces of. Uh, tear rolls that you know and i was just like and i was like oh no i'm fine i'm fine you know and i was just like it just ripped my heart out again it's just like i'm not going to be able to take these next three issues i know it i'm not gonna be able to do it like i now i know i can't read this book in public this you know? one I, yeah, yeah. I actually read it on the train too yeah. <laughs> on the way home oddly enough um yeah oh. there were more than one where i was like oh I, like when i when i say that i mean like it emotionally affected me in, in yeah. a way that things don't usually yeah, it was oh, it was great. So whatever, I want to move on because I'm getting. Why is he? Why is he stopping with ninety one? It's just he picked when it's he, that bothers me from an OCD standpoint. Well, the thing is, I'm not sure, and I can look into this. I'm not sure if he's adding in the total number of issues in previous volumes before that. Uh huh. So that might balance it out, Connor. I'll look into that for you. Hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Did you notice there was like some of the printing in this was like not good? Well, because what he did was he. The, you mean the prose pages? No, well, so he he reprinted some of the old frames, right? But he shrank the, the, them down, and it, it, that, like, that didn't work very well. Yeah, no, it's all pixely and, and awful. And here's the one thing: the only time you'll ever hear me criticize anything Terry Moore does mm-hmm. is that it just kills me that he uses Comic Sans for these prose pages as the font. <laughs> it just kills me. It's the worst font in the world. Like, I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, Are we bringing Augie on? Is that what? <laughs> oh we're doing? no, no, I'm serious. And then the the, the first and the last page were were straight pencils. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the, and the thing, and you could they they weren't like uh, color adjusted the way they should have been, like black and white balanced. But, yeah, but whatever. moving on. What did you read, Connor? Ex Machina number twenty six. Woo! Um, it was I. You know what's weird about this book is that um, it's it's very solid. And it's, <laughs> it's 
Not it's, in a bad way. No, it's ne- it's never bad, but it's never so good that you just need to talk about it. You know has what I mean? Ever, has it been pick of the weeks? I picked the very first one. I think it was early on when we were just when we were like when we were dealing with it. And we were like, oh my god, get, you know. But now that I think that we've all gotten you, we all read it and yes. we all love it. I mean, honestly, no, it's a great book. It's just yeah. it's, never it's one talk of those, about it. Yeah, I know. It's a book Not you even don't, amongst right? yourselves. <laughs> I love it. It's it's in my top five. I mean, it was the third book I read this week. It was yeah. It was it's it, no, it's a fantastic book. It's just that it's one of those books where you don't really need to talk about it because it's like, all right, it was really good again. Yeah, it's just so consistent in that way. Um, yeah. I will say though, uh, you know, it's it's six years on. I still get weirded out by the nine yeah. eleven stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, that's actually one of the reasons that I, I wanted to talk about it was that. This sort of brought you back to the beginning of the book, and I remembered what it was. Yeah, that, that shocked that everybody. Yeah. Right, the very end of the first book, basically, you learn that he'd stopped the one plane from going into the towers, the one tower, and and like I thought that was so ballsy, and it still is. Yeah, but he and he's dealing with it in a way that has such a reverence for New York, and what I'm I'm learning reading this is like, and I know this because we've we've talked to him and we've read it in other places, but Vaughn's really got like a, like a hard on for New York. He loves the city. And this book to me feels like a little bit of a love letter to the city. The more that I live yeah. here and read it, well, you you'll, you'll I mean, but I mean, as Connor and I will both attest, it's, you'll find that that's fairly common with people who live here. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, the other thing was, but, it, but he's got the means to, to express that love in such a, a unique and original way that I just yeah. am jealous of. You know? I love the whole monologue about the um, rebuilding downtown, and I, I found myself internally, you know, cheering because you know, when you live here and you see the, the debacle that is the rebuilding of downtown, it's just it gives, makes you angry. He's, yeah. he's, I felt as if he was saying what a lot of us want to say. You know what I mean? He is. Yeah, so, I mean, which was cool. You know? And we, this is actually something that came up on the site this week that we were talking about, whether this is a voice for Vaughn's opinions or not. And it's hard to say, but it is a voice for a relevant and real opinion. Yes, yeah. not, necessarily, like not, not necessarily Vaughn's, but a opinion. Exactly, yeah. and, and it doesn't have to be. But, and he does that because he will have two characters who are not – neither are wrong, and he will give them opposing viewpoints – and let them argue those out in the book. And he does it a lot. It's one of the things I like about this book. I wonder how provincial this book is because does anybody else outside of here really get upset about the fact that they're screwing up downtown Manhattan? You know what I mean? No, like that I that was, like, so. for me, a big part of the, this issue, and I wonder if anybody else cares. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about this issue was the very last panel. Yeah. Which was kind of a little cheesy. Oh, uh, what, the, just the, in the way the, it was the, drawn. The, the Capra close-up, or...? You, it was just it wasn't a dialogue and it wasn't it was more like the, it was the curled hands it just yeah. looked kind of like uh mm-hmm. well i was gonna, i was actually going to say one thing that we never really talk about is i mean i i tony harris has just blown me away with this entire series yeah, it's, it's, especially the first few pages he he he's uh, you've been looking at some of his older work yeah i've been reading his um uh starman stuff which is good but i think this blows his old stuff away he's he's really like he's evolved it's ridiculously good yeah yeah, yeah so um no, I love this book. I don't think I just it's just weird that it doesn't never feel the need to be talked about. Yeah. So, which well, not, and not, not for a bad reason. No, it's just it's just it's just like powers or sometimes or other books like that where So Anyway. But this was a good issue. Like this made me think of a lot of things. I thought, you know what, we'll be able to talk about it this time and we never yeah. get a chance to, so I'm glad. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And 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 what's interesting is that um we're all, we're almost coming on almost halfway through the podcast and we haven't even mentioned Marvel or DC proper yet. Not not a one. By the way, also just if if I don't know perfectly, but if you were thinking about trying this book, this one's not a horrible one to sort of give oh, a test to- on. Total jump on point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So it's uh, X Machina twenty six. If you've ever been thinking about it, read the one. If you like it, go back get the trades and stuff. Well, like really, that. do they explain his powers in this? 
They don't no, really. but they didn't really in the main book for a you, while. You can you can get you can glean it from this issue. I think I think yeah yeah because they they refer to it directly and stuff like that. I think it is a good jumping on point and conveniently after the twenty fifth issue. You know, like well, I will uh, say that uh, despite the cheesiness of the last panel, when when the big event happens at the end of the book, I was like, ooh, that's yeah, bad. That's that was, bad. Yeah. It was a good. Twist. I really like the two cops talking to each other. Yeah. yeah. All, All right, right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get moving on. So um so to break the non Marvel DC talk um I don't think we can ignore Daredevil number ninety three. Which um, be quite difficult to. Which, if done, if this book was done by a lesser creative team, we'd probably be screaming and throwing it across the room. What is it about Ed Brubaker that he can do something that seems on the surface to be so cliched, yet we all go, "Works for me." And, and I, I, I don't even want to draw the line between Ed, just Ed Brubaker. I mean, and Michael Lark. I mean, the creative team oh. as a whole. I mean, I think it was a total joint effort to pull this issue off. And specific- he managed the cosmic reboot without making it feel like a cosmic reboot. Exactly. In, in like a single amazing. issue, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, he it did was- all sorts of things that's, that I would say were completely out of character, and he made me believe it. Oh, totally. It was, uh, it Matt was- Murdock is going to go in and spring the kingpin. Yeah, it was great. It was- what? <laughs> it was great. That's crazy. That goes against ev- – okay, I buy it. <laughs> I thought I, I I thought some of the pages in this issue were amazing. The art and I just oh, thought, yeah. thought this and just for those people who might not be reading Daredevil might be might not be aware of it. Essentially, there's been this years long story arc of Daredevil being publicly unmasked and then thrown in prison and then having to break out and all this kind of stuff. And it just all came to an end. It started with Bendis and now it's over. And, and, and he lost his job. Yeah. His friends were dead. Was dead. And yeah. it was like, there was one point where like towards the end of the book where like each page, another like plot line just got tied up nicely. And it was like, okay, great. Moving on to the next one. Okay, I, great. Was, moving on to the next realized, one. It was like, it was like, I realized I'm not used to it when plot lines actually tie up nicely. <laughs> it's so unusual to me. I'm like, oh my my God, it's over. Yeah. You it know was, what else was weird was he wasn't he was not dressed up as Daredevil for the final three pages. Of the I book. noticed that near the end, yeah, and kind of yeah. at the end, I thought, and I and just for a I minute like, before I got to the very end, I was like, "Is he still Daredevil? Yeah, yeah. is oh, he not going to do that anymore? Is this going to be the Matt Murdock book from now on?" It was great, but and I'd be um, okay with that. But what, what 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 was what was I think kind of interesting was uh, we got an email from uh, Christopher from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and usually we do the emails um, later on in the show, but Christopher had a relevant question. Where he was um, saying that he's been fast- as opposed to most of them. Yeah. He was be- hey hey hey. We love our we love we love <laughs> you guys. Anyway, so Christopher from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and he's been fascinated by Daredevil as a character, but has never had time enough to buy the book. Um, but he's at his breaking point, and he wants to start reading Daredevil, his first Marvel book ever. Wow. He wants to know where should he jump in on some books right now. Next issue. Right next issue. Issue Daredevil no- ninety four. Ninety four in a month from now, hopefully, probably right. Um, yes. Um, if you want, you could buy ninety three to see the pre- the previous five years get wrapped up. <laughs> but um, but totally, just jump on at issue ninety four, and you're you're totally in, in. It's it's a perfect jumping on point. Mm-hmm. Genius, I love it. So these um, pages are so. I I love the way that that Michael Lark puts frames together. I think he's my favorite artist. They're so dense, but not I, crowded. I really want one of these pages. <laughs> really I really nice. want Foggy to keep the mustache. No, he shaved it at the end. Though. I know it was good. It was a good. What was great? I loved Foggy, uh, Foggy's um, coworker in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It, that was very. You see, oh. that's that was very like that wasn't wasn't an office reference, but it was referential. You know what I mean? And and maybe it wasn't referential to the show, The Office, but to the concept of working in an office and that annoying. Yeah, you annoying know, guy that, in the office. That yeah. that character is uh, what's his name from The Office? Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Ed Helms' character. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly that. Yeah. 
you know, have another coffee? Guess we're going to start calling you Java Joe. Please okay, don't. Look at the very next <laughs> Whatever, panel. Whatever, Java Joe. <laughs> look at the very next panel where um, where Foggy rubs his head. Yeah. And the frustration in his face and the yep. whole thing. You kill me now. That yeah. is an artist. Yep. Yeah. To be able to do those kind of subtle things in a comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Oof. And that mustache is just killer. I do yeah. believe if somebody calls you Java Joe, you have license to hit them with the coffee mug in the face. Oh, I would punch them, yeah. So... Um, Daredevil, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, well, that was also the the big thing that they've added a third partner to their law firm, which is yeah, a huge thing. I mean, and a lot of a lot of inappropriate jokes. <laughs> I guess I guess when you're handicapped, you can make the jokes. Yeah, but you know what, Ed Brubaker, not handicapped. So how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think uh, we should boycott him. <laughs> no, what are you crazy? I know he's um, the guy doing it. I know, <laughs> and and the 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 Daredevil M- Mila stuff, the romance stuff was great, and dealing with Karen and just like it was. I mean, it just it hit on every cylinder. It really, honestly, this wrapped up going all the way back to Kevin Smith's arc. Kevin Smith's arc. It really did. Which, he wrapped up fucking ninety nine, two thousand one, two, three, four, five, six. He wrapped up eight years of continuity in one issue. Ninety-three issues in one issue. What the fuck? And it didn't this suck. Brilliant. This might be the best book of two thousand seven. The best single issue. And it wasn't even the pick of the week. I know. Not... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look at all the street cred you got by picking Fables. <laughs> I really liked Fables. I I, I stand by my pick. Okay, Damn it! Kidding, it was fun. Kidding. That was a joke. It wasn't Fables. It was Jack of Fables. All right, okay. I don't even know the title. <laughs> um, so real quickly, the, the only other book that I'm sliding in quickly, just I want to acknowledge because I haven't talked about it the entire series, was this week the last issue of Annihilation came out, issue six. And in the same vein as Daredevil, wrapped up this entire Annihilation event that has been happening, honestly, in the back of the room that nobody's really noticed. And it's quietly been really, really good if you're into science fiction. It's been really, really good. And is he, Nova in this one? Yeah, Nova kicks ass in this one. Actually, Nova Nova's now a badass. Nova is all, like any sort of this kind of stripped away any sort of the the kind of hapless teenager insecurity of Nova, and now he's like the man. Now he's got he's got the experience, and he totally and he 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 saved the universe. Basically, he helped to save the universe. He didn't do it alone. A team did it. But, Ron, um, if you could marry Nova or Cyclops, I'd probably or have more. Hawk. I'd probably have more fun with Nova. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't want to marry any of them. I just want to be their friends. Anyway, right. um, but um, but what was really cool was that basically in the beginning Galactus kicks ass. He, he Galactus and Silver Surfer get involved, and it's just huge cosmic fighting and battles. And it was just I love the series; it was awesome. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Who's so, doing yeah. that book? Uh, Giffen wrote it, uh-huh. and um, the art was by um, Andrea De- Andrea Devito, which I don't know if that's a man or a woman. Andrea. It could be Andrea Devito. Hmm. Um, but it was just and Corey Pe- Corey Pettit on the letters. Um, hey, um, I, uh, he's great. Um, but it was just, it was just, it was, uh, it was really, really good, and it wrapped it up, and it wrapped it up in a way that it felt wrapped up. You got closure, but it also left a little cliffhanger for you know, like you know, you know, basically the the main villain was a nihilist, and you know, it left the door open for him to come back, which is fine, you know, because that's what comics do, and um, and not not in an unbelievable kind of way. And now it's like now I really want to know what happens to Nova. Thank God they're doing a series, so. And it'll be around for six to eight months. So yeah, exactly. So I get some some enjoyment out of it. Let's let's start the Nova pool. <laughs> All right. So Ron, you picked up Jack of Fables. Yes. An extra book. Yes. Did you pick up anything else extra this week? Um, not that came out this week, but I picked up uh, things that had previously come out. Um, I picked up. Uh, uh, I don't want to talk really about it, but I picked up Flight, uh, volume number two, and nobody told me it was like freaking three inches thick. 
<laughs> um, but I picked that up. But I also picked up um, Wonder Lost, which was um, a uh, oversized uh, book by C.B. Sabluski and a bunch of different artists, which a bunch of small different vignettes about um, autobiographical teen romance stories. Um, romance is one word for it. And it came out came out last week. It came out last week, and actually because of my comic book store debacles last week, which I won't get into, I didn't get it. So I picked it up this week, and it was it was great. I loved it. It was so much I fun. almost bought that. But the reason I ask is because this was a. This was a small week for all of us. I think I had five you, books. You took a risk. Five. You took a risk, didn't you? And I solicited um, advice on the website for what I should pick up that I don't, wouldn't normally buy. And um, lots of people suggested Annihilation number six, which, let's be honest, left the last issue of a miniseries. Not likely. Uh, I did pick up two books, actually none of the books, three books, none of which came out this week. Um, so I didn't actually do what anybody said. <laughs> I you got the trade. I bought, oh, I bought Justice Society um, Liberty Files, which I've read part of, and it's very good. Cool. Um, but I'll talk about that, I guess, when I finish it. But I bought Detective Chimp. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> which was me going, you should totally try that. And I couldn't believe you did. Yeah. Well, you, like, you like Dr. Fate. I like Dr. Fate. Josh talked me into it. It's got a monkey in it. Um, it's Bill, written by Bill Willingham. Yeah, and it actually was not that bad. I, was, I, was, I will say it was fun. To, it was a fun read. Will you buy the next one? Oh, it's just a, a one-issue. Oh, oh really? Thing, yeah. Will you buy the next one? Uh, no, there's okay. no next one. Okay, just own up to it. I also picked up issues <laughs> one and two of the Immortal Iron Fist uh, at Brubaker again. Which... Oh, but I didn't think you were going to buy that. I got uh, him too. Oh, nice. He, he really convinced me there was no logical reason not to be buying the Immortal Iron Fist, um, and I have to agree. Awesome. And, um, I'm so glad. Good call. I liked them both. Um, I didn't love them, but I liked them. I can, I can see how I'll probably get into it. Cool. I, lo- I love the art, but... Um, mm-hmm. I, and I like Iron Fist, and I like Power Man. I always did. Um, I don't know why. I liked them as sort of the people that would show up every now and then in the Avengers. I could see Spider-Man. you like it, liking them. Yeah, I mean, they, they they connect. I think they connected you in the same way that Batman connects with yeah. you. Yeah, like I always like when they show up in one of the Marvel books I've been reading. So um, we'll in see a way if that I, can... I don't like when Cloak and Dagger show up. Oh, I love Cloak and Dagger. You can always put Cloak and Dagger in a book. Nah. But uh, <laughs> so so I don't really know much about the character. So we'll see. I mean, I like it. They're good. I'm glad I bought them. Cool. And, uh, Josh, you picked up an extra book. I did. I picked up the Green Lantern book from last week, uh, issue 16, but I haven't had time to read it. So, but You fail on podcasting. <laughs> you are bad at podcasting. Um, but you know what? I would lo- I'm, I've been hearing – because I, I got annoyed with it and I dropped it because it wasn't good. Did you drop and your tattoo also? No. <laughs> it won't come off. <laughs> I've scrubbed its blood scab now. Um, like Ryan O'Reilly now. I, so I'm going to – oof. You get that, then we you're a big you're, we're friends with you. You win. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's the last part of a huge arc, but I'd so like this, to. This is the, the thing, Josh buys Green Lantern, which is part three of three of storyline. <laughs> you should have bought Annihilation, and Connor. <laughs> part, part one and two are sitting there on the shelf. I'm like, why don't you just get all three of the st- parts of the storyline? Because you nah. don't spend another six bucks. Just pick them up. There's a whole. You can read the entire storyline. I, nah. I don't need to read that one. I'll read the next one. I'll see where this one started and see if I like it. It's a it's a t- taster. Although I'm looking at the cover right now and I hate that friggin' thing coming off his chest. They're all like, yeah, I don't like that. that. Yeah, that's stupid. a new device, which is stupid. It's a bad idea. Yeah, but get beyond that. Well, yeah. so read it and then come back, and then you, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll go back and get the other issues because it's a bit in good arc. So um, set, set the money aside now. So, um, so if uh, if you wanted to get some comics that you haven't read before, you can go to comichole.com. Um, comichole.com is your best solution for discounted comics and trades online. They've got Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image, and they're all forty percent off. Um, you can go to the site. You can pre-order the books. You can. Um... There's no passion in your lo- in your voice anymore. Where's the love? <laughs> I'm tired. 
Um, so go head over there. They've got trade paperbacks and hardcovers, 30, 50% off. Uh, go I thought they were 40% off. Are you a liar? 40% off on new issues. I, oh. I don't know. So there's lots of percentages that You're are being taken off. So I'm go to, crazy. Go to comichole.com, C-O-M-I-C-H-O-L-E.com, tell them myfanboy.com sent you. All right, let's get to the mail. Woo! Um, our first email comes from the Dude Abides from Miami, who is a f- good friend of the show. Um, his friend Maria has a big, cr- a big crush on Christian Bale, and she says that he could beat up Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I think she's right, but I don't have a crush on either of them, really. What do you guys think? Make mine, I think, I, make mine I fanboy. I think you should get a crush on Christian Bale as well. I think Christian Bale totally destroys Hugh Jackman because Christian Bale is crazy. I'm, well, the thing I, is- I'm very fond of Hugh Jackman, but he's a big wuss. When Hugh Jackman's not playing Wolverine, he's he does Broadway shows. He's a giant Broadway dancer. He he. I remember. Hello, the, my baby. Hello, my dog. <laughs> I remember when X Men number one was coming out, and I was talking to Gordon the intern, and I said, "Oh, and this guy Hugh Jackman's playing Wolverine." And Gordon's like, "Where have I heard that name before?" And then he runs over to a pile of papers and pulls out a playbill from a play in London of Guys and Dolls. I, no, it wasn't Guys and Dolls. What's the fucking um, Western play? Oklahoma. 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 That's the one. That's yeah, the I one. Know. And it was a picture of Hugh Jackman and like doing the like the cowboy dance where like the boot is like. 45 degrees from the ground, you know? <laughs> mm. Well, the thing is, Hugh Jackman could kill any of, one of the three of us. I'm just saying, Christian Bale is insane. And let's Therefore, note, insane usually beats insane. And let's note that Wolverine never wins any fights in the movies. Right. Insane right. always beats show tunes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Totally. Every yeah. time. Christian Bale's a scary... He went from... He did The Machinist before Batman, where he weighed yeah. like 110 pounds. 12 pounds, pounds. yeah. yeah. And and he bulked up to I mean like a to see him yeah. in in Batman Begins he's gigantic. Like, see Amer- did you see American Psycho? Uh, I did a long time ago. Oh, so good! So played the crazy great. It was awesome. It was yeah, amazing. I mean, and like, he is crazy. He's totally crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know and haven't gone through the things like he decided to speak in an American accent permanently <laughs> during Batman. <laughs> Like he did all his press in it, yeah. and that's not weird. And like that's Johnny way Depp. weirder than Sasha Baron Cohen doing it in Borat. Yeah, way weirder. <laughs> Let's move on. Thank you, dude, for asking the tough questions. So, <laughs> Connor, you want to take the next? Yes, one? Uh, John writes in says he enjoys the show. Thank you, John. He's seen it mentioned in the site, and he himself has broached the subject. There are obvious strengths and weaknesses to every creator, the dialogue of a Kevin Smith or a Mark Millar, or the pacing of a Bendis or the action of a Grant Morrison. His question is, what do we think of the idea of a team effort writing, writing books? Much like the artist can do a breakdown, and one does the fill-ins, another does thanks. Why can't a writer do a plot, one, and one do a scene, and one do a scene, and one do a dialogue, and you know, basically team write a book? So what is, he wants to know what we think of a uh, team effort for books. Well, it's appropriate that you should bring that up. Um, the pick of the week was actually a, a team book. I We're seeing it more it. and more. I but mean, the thing is, it's I, not I, unusual. I, I, Iron Fist was Fraction and, and Brubaker. Well, look, that was the other I was going to make. And, and look at Fifty Two. The, the Iron Fist is actually, to me, I think the best example that I can think of right now of it working really well. You know, I have because, the all-time best example when you're done. Which is oh. no, when you're when you're done. Uh, well, because Ed Brubaker um, will write things. They're almost. They're, sometimes they're pretty clinical. And Matt Fraction's stuff is kind of out there and wacky. And if you read Iron Fist, they both round off those edges of each other, and they actually complement each other really well, it seems like, in that book. It was a little too little wacky than I would have liked, but it was. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. I didn't... So what's your Iron Fist was a little too goofy. Um, wow. Uh, the all-time best for me would be the uh, Keith Giffen, J.M. D.B.T.S. Yes. Justice League, where uh, Keith right. Giffen just did the plots. 
You are. He didn't do any dialogue. He just he did plod the book out. He did the um, breakdowns for the art. It was almost the old Marvel style. Then J.M.D. Mateus came in and did the dialogue. Yep. And that's what it, that's all they did for sixty issues. One did the plots, one did the dialogue, and that was a great, was fantastic, great run. Yeah. And and now we argue over who invented blahaha. Right. So I mean, it's it's not really un, unheard of. This but has happened a the lot. The footnote that that's B W A H A H A H A, and Giffen says D Matias did it. D Matias said Giffen did it. So it's not, like they're, it's, yeah, it's not like they're trying to take credit for it. They're giving the other guy credit for it. So I, I find that very interesting. So. I'll tell you, a guy who really has like started his career on doing it was Jeff Johns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he with Goyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. says he really likes it. Yeah. Um, it didn't mean that I don't think he should just finish off uh, Richard Donner's stuff and get it out. <laughs> what happened to that book? Yeah. Well, I, like, I keep every couple of weeks I call Connor. I'm like, did I miss an Action Comics? And he's like, no. You know, no. I was I was ta- I was telling Connor I was like, you know what? The next time somebody from Hollywood decides to do a book, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's over and over and over. Speak of your dollar. Damon, I'll wait for the trade. Damon Lindelof. <laughs> All right. Um, Moving on. Heinberg. Uh, um, let's move on to the next email. Um, Pat from Chicago asks, um, listening to some of our old podcasts, he heard talk of a Montoya comic and a Spider-Woman comic by Bendis and Malieve. Did these ever come out, or are they slated to still? Um, you got no and yes. <laughs> well, I imagine there's probably going to be a Montoya book coming out of 52. Right? Montoya will probably be the question book, um, which wasn't, wasn't um, Rocka talking about doing that in San Diego? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it will last 12 to 13 issues. Right. And, um, and Spider-Woman is... That's, a, su- that's su- a joke, by the way. Supposedly um, supposed to be out this year. Um, yeah, I'm looking so, forward yeah. to that. Yeah, Me we'll too. see. Um, and his other question is, they want to let us know that, that his little 11-year-old brother-in-law has gotten into comics, um, and he got into comics you know, with Infinite Crisis and it's Civil War and Annihilation. He's gotten in pretty deep. It's pretty cool to have him to talk about. Um, but he has a question that he wants to pass along to us. Who would win in a fight, Winter Soldier or Jason Todd? Another one! Connor? Oh, totally Winter Soldier. Yeah, totally. Um, that was a total misdirection question, wasn't it? It was. He was going with like the, the emotional with the 11-year-old and the kid getting into comics. And, and drops he drops the hammer. Yeah, and you know who he has to talk about with comics? He has an 11-year-old and us. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Jason yeah. Todd's a punk. Winter Soldier's a dude. Winter yeah, Soldier, it would, t- yeah. would kill him, yeah. So. Okay, and our last email comes from Scott from Marlton, New Jersey. Josh, you want to take this, sir? Uh, I blow these. I'm a relatively new comic reader. Just started reading in April for the first time uh, in about 15 years since he was a kid. Uh, he's fortunate enough to start at the beginning of 52 in Civil War. Good time to start. Uh, his pull list grew exponentially from there, and at one point he was getting nearly all the major DC and Marvel titles. Ouch. And here comes the fallout from that. Civil War has grown increasingly more and more frustrating as the weeks have gone by. I've dropped nearly all the Marvel titles and lost interest in their storylines, basically been regurging the same old tired story over and over and over, and now he's mainly a DC guy. Uh, so with Civil War wrapping up hopefully soon, uh, what Marvel titles should he start picking up again to get back into there? Um, so what do we think? Honestly, right now... I would say um, because I because I don't know because with all the Avengers, much like Fables, now there's Mighty Avengers, New Avengers, Avengers: The Initiative. You know what I mean? Like I used, it used to be pick up the Avengers, Fantastic Four, Uncanny X Men, Amazing Spider Man. Like you had the core books. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I don't know what the fallout. Daredevil. Well, Daredevil. Daredevil. No, but he wants them the pulse of the Marvel universe. Well, that's so, what does so that mean though? On, what I would recommend is I would recommend start picking up Hulk. <laughs> no, I'm serious because the next big story arc and the pulse of the Marvel Universe. Right, but is if he be doesn't, oh, he he got burned by the story arc. He doesn't. It sounds like he doesn't want to be back back in another story. He's arc. Asked, he wants to keep his finger on the pulse, though. 
that can mean all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, to me, Daredevil to me is the book that has been consistently good through all of the crap that's right. happened in Marvel for the last six years. Right, but it, Daredevil doesn't represent the pulse of the Marvel universe. Why like, not? He's if, you read, if, you read Darede- if you read Daredevil, you would have no idea about what else was going on in it. What it I, sounds like that'd be good for him, though. But I, would I, no, well, you're interpreting that. He's, he's saying he wants to. So well, if, he, if he grew frustrated by Civil War and dropped every Marvel book because of it, I don't think I'd throw him back into Hulk. He specifically Hulk. said to keep my finger on the pulse of the Marvel universe. And I would say. Daredevil, Captain America, Iron but, Fist, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers. And but those, then, those are not the it, pulse. Those you know are, those I, agree. are who? Says who? I agree yeah. exactly with Connor. No, I no, I agree with you guys from a quality standpoint, but I just No, no, but, that's, yeah. but who says what the pulse is? Right, well, there you go. Well, Scott, why don't you write back in and tell us whether you want to know what's generally going on in the universe or if you want good books. I, just, oh. I think you just want some... I think oh. he just wants some good Marvel books. Yeah, well, possibly. I'm just saying, but the next big event is the Hulk thing. And yeah, but Hulk, he, doesn't want, he doesn't like the event. We'll see. He said pulse. That, I'm just interpreting it that way. I was a good damn answer. The pulse got canceled. <laughs> All right. Oh. Point, Josh. All right, so if you have an email, uh, if you have a question you want to email us, I always do that. You can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Let's move on to the voicemail. Uh, the first one speaks for itself. Hey, uh, this is uh, Sanchez from Queen again. Oh, fuck, a train is coming, and I can't even leave a goddamn message. I'll call you back. <laughs> you should call back. <laughs> It's uh, Sanchez again. Uh, I haven't called in a while, but whatever. Anyway, I just wanted to say that asking Connor if he's disappointed by something is like asking if the sky is blue. He's such a negative Nancy. Later. He, he just Richard did from two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Connor yeah. is the John C. Dvorak of comics. That's, I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> look, life just is disappointing. Life is disappointing. <laughs> uh, I'm slash blog. Hey, I liked books this week. I liked Iron Fist. I liked Ex Machina. I liked Detective Chimp. I liked I liked a lot. Of, I liked you everything have, this week. You have high standards. I do. Yeah. I just so. get disappointed when they aren't met. Yeah. <laughs> but I I would take issue with the fact that I dislike everything. Yeah. I called you a Nancy too. Well, that's you know. Uh, that's those are those are those are fighting those are, words. I'm fighting words, but I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next voicemail asks a very good question. Hey, fellas, this is Sean and Charlotte. I got a question for you. I just read the return from the Civil War series where Marvel comes back, and it feels like they are raping our past to come up with sucky storylines for today. And it brought me to this question. Is there anything uh, worse than what has just happened, uh, where they trade in their past for current storyline? I can't think of anything more heinous than what has just happened. Uh, another question, are you coming to Charlotte for the HeroCon? Thanks. And uh, talk to guessing? Um, is there anything worse than that? Yes. <laughs> well, it's uh, just... <laughs> And it, it has to do with the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> that is so evil. Yeah. But specifically to comics, is there anything worse? Um, yes. It's uh, called Chuck Austin on Uncanny X-Men. Uh... It's, it's Scott Lobdell on Uncanny X-Men. Now who's being the negative Nancy? It's called the X-Men from 1993 to uh, last, uh, like, two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I'm a bitter old X-Men fan. It's also called uh, Rwanda. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, the term of comics. He said the whole world. Nothing nothing beats Cartoon Network. That (laughs) damn Enignot. R4, anyone? Okay. So, um, Heroes Con. Uh, Are we going? 
possibly. We're leaning that that way. We're very close leaning going to going. Um, <laughs> we might go is what we're saying. <laughs> so if you live in the Charlotte area or you attend HeroesCon and you want iFanboy there, let us know. Write to contact at iFanboy.com and let us know that you want us to go. Um, and let us know there's some good places to have barbecue in the area. Exactly. But and if you have a couch, uh, <laughs> we need a place for Josh to stay. <laughs> Ouch. Um... <laughs> So we would like to go. Um, where will we? Will, do, where will we? Uh, I am drunk. Where will we definitely be going? In the, within the next month, we do know where we're going to be. We're going to be in New York for the New York Comic Con, which is uh, the weekend, uh, the last weekend of February, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And then the following weekend, we are going to be in San Francisco for WonderCon on March uh, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Why are we doing that? I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be a very long week and a half. <laughs> My birthday is that week. And so we, tired. It's like it isn't even happening. And we might collectively get fired <laughs> from our day jobs. <laughs> uh, but it's worth it because it's comics, and it'll be Josh's birthday, and we'll be very happy about that. All right, so yeah, so you can catch us in New York. Catch us in <laughs> Luckily, no one at our jobs cares about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a what cast? I, listen, I don't care. Just get more paper. Uh, so, um, Bring so the mail, bitch. Catch us in New York. <laughs> catch us in New. Catch us in New York. Catch us in San Francisco. Let us know if you want us to come to Charlotte. So that's where we're at. Um, our next voicemail is apparently a hot issue that I wasn't even aware about. Hey guys, it's Craig from Chicago. Love the podcast. Anyway, I'm calling because I have a beef with you guys, and it has nothing to do with the old lady and her missing machine. Regardless, I polished off half of my stack last night and very gleefully got to Teen Titans 43 and said, This is it. There's no way the fanboys could ignore the introduction of the Titans East as a Deathstroke-led villain teen of teenagers. After 52, after one year later, it's been dismal, and this is the most coherent book that DC has done with a concrete plot and some really great art, especially uh, with the introductions of Teen Titans East Evil Tower. Then this morning, I find out that you picked the Fable spinoff, which was seriously the least interesting thing I saw on the shelf yesterday. Now, I've been getting into Fables primarily because of your recommendations. I read it to fall asleep at the end of the day. Now, maybe I'm a little biased because Tony Daniel was, at, was signing at my comic book store yesterday, but I think you guys drove right by the Sears Tower and ended up at the dump. Uh, so let me know what your impressions are. Plus, I'm curious to see what your uh, impressions are as to the future of the Outsiders and their continuing viability as a book. So let me know your comments. Great show, guys. Talk to you soon. So I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know Titans was still being published. Didn't it's even awesome. Your silly book. <laughs> and when, like, all of a sudden in the past 48 hours, like Chris from Long Island called in a couple of times. Um, we got a bunch of emails. People were talking on the boards about Teen Titans because apparently also Jeff Johns is leaving the book. Well, as the only person here who reads it. You do, uh, do you, so you do read it. It's awesome. It's, this, this book and Robin have been easily the two best um, one year later Bat- DC books that are not Batman Centric. Well, so, these are these are Batman centric. So what, what am I saying? Would it have no, been these, Robin is fairly Batman centric. Right. What I mean is uh, the Tall Star Batman. What I'm saying is uh, we shouldn't do these at midnight. Um, <laughs> Teen Titans has been really, really good. In fact, I picked it as a pick of the week a few months ago, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't do that show. Was I out that week? I was. No. Yeah. It was. Yeah. You, yeah. Look it up. Look in the archives. Right. But. Um, He's, he's correct. Teen Titans was excellent. I thought um, uh, this issue was not great, but but this it was good. It's just not as good as the last couple. Jeff Johns is leaving. It's been a big um, brouhaha. So, so but... the, yeah, the other question is, is the, is the book doomed because Jeff Johns is leaving? No, because Adam Beechin's coming in, and he's, he writes Robin, and Robin is awesome. Okay, cool. So it's safe to, it's safe to still reading it. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm actually more excited for Adam Beechin coming in than, than Jeff Johns. It would be a good time to start. 
Do you remember? Yeah. yeah was... Do you remember the Titans relaunched a few years ago when uh, Phil Jimenez was on it? I think. And, yes. Um, and I was I, I was back in college. I think. Jeez, I don't know. But I remember two I started, years ago. I started picking it up because I wanted to. I wanted to like the Titans, but then I dropped. This it. is a great. This is actually a really, really, really good book. Rob, it, it, the team is great. It's Robin and Wonder Girl, and it's 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 a true, it's a true um, Teen Titans. Cool. Uh, you know current. where Beechin comes from too is he did the um, animated Justice League comic I think yeah no this, he's really really good cool. which means so, he can do the team dynamic stuff supposedly so his other question was what's the future of the Outsiders Connor I don't know I didn't realize it was in question it's 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 not it's not great it's not bad it's very average yeah. um, it's it's Judd Winnick <laughs> no I mean that's he writes it it's um you know Nightwing and some, is some J- people Jason Todd gonna turn out to be gay that's such, a, that's such a that <laughs> joke is beneath you that joke is beneath you. I know it's it, it really. It's what it's, it's been beneath nice. us. I'm tired. Um, no, Teen Titans is great. We don't talk about it because uh, normally it comes out when I don't have a pick. I mean, you you know, I'm the only one who buys it, so the only way it's going to talk about it is if I if I uh, get that week. I never. But do. DC's that's got. Why we D- have a website. DC's got to look at our publishing schedule and put it out the week that you have. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it says. They should yeah. they should bend the publishing schedule to to our whims. It so really works out in that way too. <laughs> I'm gonna, this week was one of those weeks where I was like, my pick was actually something you guys don't read. It never works out that way, though. I'm going to bounce back for a second and say that the reason I was incoherent with before was because I would say Detective and Batman would be the best current reboot of DC books, except they they didn't, you know, their regular writers are not on it regularly. Right. If you take the books that are written by the regular team every month, Teen Titans and Robin are the two best. Yeah. Cool. So there's your love. All right. And now you must experience our power in the next call. I'm in awe. Hey, I fanboy. This is Jimsky calling from the frozen Midwest. Listen, I wanted to warn you about something. Uh, the other day on the message boards, I had mentioned we were talking about Frank Cho leaving the Mighty Avengers, and I said it would take so long for the book to actually come out that by the time it did wrap up his run, I would I could have a child or something because it's you know it's very far off. People took this to mean that my wife was pregnant and began to congratulate me. I told her, you know, no, she's not pregnant, ha, ha, ha. But then they uh, sort of began to act like she was anyway. And it would have been very funny, except a couple of days ago, uh, or actually last night, my wife came to me and informed me that she is, in fact, pregnant. So I really thought uh, I should tell you that uh, the ifanboy.com message boards may have magical powers. And I don't know if you guys feel like you're able to handle that kind of responsibility or if you you know, want to take them down before some other life is willed into existence, perhaps something less benevolent than my cute little baby will be. Uh, but it, it seemed like the, the wise thing to do to kind of let you guys know about that. So good luck. Uh, remember, great responsibility, great power, etc., etc. And we are like unto a god. Wow. I, well, let's 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 first let's 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 congratulations. Let, yeah, congratulations. Way to go, Jimski. Your boys can do it. All Slip right. past the goalie. That's is that our first iFanboy baby? Yeah, I think so. You yeah. should name it Ron. Yes. Connor's a good name. <laughs> you need put a, little, put a little sideburns on it. Make him angry. Ron Connor Joshski. Because <laughs> <laughs> his last name's Ski, right? Ends in ski. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, congratulations. Seriously, that's, that's now. Can great. someone please allude to one of? Uh, can someone go to the forums and just write some sort of rumor about me, Josh O'Connor, winning the lotto? <laughs> that's what's gonna happen next. Or, and if if you so if, if you, I'm gonna just kill that joke. 
Um, if you uh, if you if you don't know what that's all about, maybe you should be checking out the, the new forums we've got. Yeah. Um, a couple of people have been on the site, and I don't think that they knew that they were there. So if you've got stuff that you want to put up that we're not putting up on the main iFanboy site, you can go start your own threads there and talk. And that's that's a whole other – it's a little different than the regular website, but it's fun in a different way. So that's so Go to iFanboy.com and up in the top navigation, you can click on the word forums or you can go to revision3.com slash forums, is it? Or something. Go something. to revision3.com, go to the discussion forums and pick iFanboy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or it's iFanboy a longer the URL. Exactly. So, um, and if you have any uh, questions that you want to call in with a voicemail, um, you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven, and we'll take your voicemails for both the um, this here podcast as well as our video podcast, which comes out weekly on Wednesdays. Um, in fact, this past week we uh, answered a uh, listener email on that show. So. I'm not sure if we did. I don't believe we did. <laughs> it's, in de- it's in debate. <laughs> So, all right. We ended it by saying, so it's up for debate. <laughs> so, and also, um, if you aren't aware of the fact that we have a video podcast, you can head over to revision3.com slash iFanboy or go to iFanboy.com and click on video podcast or go to iTunes and search iFanboy and find our video there. And we got, it's a weekly show that comes out. Um, and we, we, we're proud of it. So. <laughs> Somewhat. Somewhat. Blinked so, out on that one. Yeah, I did. I really did. That's tiring. This okay. is like the week where we start strong and fade over <laughs> and over. Let's right. wrap this bitch up. We gotta we, sleep. Please do. So go to ifanboy.com, check out the discussion there, and go to the forums and create your own discussion and uh, see what we're talking about. And um, as we always like to mention, there we got a map over on frapper.com at frapper.com slash ifanboy, and if you want to be represented with the ifanboy nation of close to a thousand people, you can be. Uh, Listen, if you are involved with Frapper in any way, we used to really talk about your map. Segment, we no, had a whole so segment much. on it. No, not so much. And then you went and changed everything, and we don't even, now it's just, it gets thrown at the end. We recognize we could email you, but we'd prefer it you email us. <laughs> and like good comic book fans, instead of just not doing it anymore. We're going to bitch about it. We're going we're gonna to keep telling you to do it, even though we don't like it as much anymore. <laughs> FRAPPR.com slash iFanboy. Right. And then if you wanted to uh, use some of the more traditional ways of being connected upon the web, uh, you can go to myspace.com slash iFanboy and be our friend, or you can go to uh, comicspace.com slash iFanboy and be our friend, and we all have our own MySpace accounts up there. You can be that friend, too. I feel like Comic Space is on fire this week. I don't know Comic why. Comic Space is... I get a lot of emails. It's growing rapidly. Yeah, it, it's good it, for people them. People really wanted that, apparently. So... So, well, comic fans are nothing if not insular little communities. So, yes. so if you if you also can head over to dig.com, um, and they've got a podcasting section, and it's in beta, so you need to be a member to sign up. But if you go into the if you become a member, log in, you can dig your favorite podcasts, and hopefully including ours. And each we're like episode. each episode individually as well as the I mean, podcast in general. Gosh, is yawning. And we're like in striking distance of passing the Suicide Girls video podcast. That's and, insane. Yeah, Which I kind of it, don't want to do. Me but either. I kind of do. I, kind of, I giggle every time I see, it and I see, oh, we're right by Suicide Girls. <laughs> so, I want to take down that Jamie Oliver. <laughs> we passed him already. He's Did gone. We? Yeah, he's gone. That's right. Us. Suck yeah. it. Yeah, suck it, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> So, um, also, you can go to um, iTunes um, and you can uh, leave a review of this podcast or the video podcast, as well as you can go to Podcast Alley and vote for us or leave a review. And most importantly, just tell your friends. If you if you like the show um, and you like the video, tell your friends, tell your comic book store. Um, you guys help spread the word more than we do, so we appreciate if, that. If you've got so. that friend who used to read comics and doesn't anymore, we'll get him. 
Yeah, so check this out. And if you like the show, you want to donate some money, you can go to the uh, donation button on the main page, or you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations, and you can click on the box. And uh, Connor no longer has access to those passwords. So, yeah, so the money sorry. is safe. I'm sorry. The money is safe. Well, I thought I wouldn't do it again. I've got a bunch of light brights I need to put up on parkways <laughs> by here, so um, i got to get going. That's not funny at all. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Whoa. Oh. I, was, I was doing an impersonation. <laughs> some sort of stoner, so- some sort of stoner thing. It's some some stoner kids find that kind of thing funny. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? We watched it on the news all day yesterday. The uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Thing. Were you not at watching the news where he said he didn't know anything about? The oh, story? I see. Oh. We're in character. You see? Wow, we both. suck right now. <laughs> I mean, we like. It's not like we haven't been doing this for a long time at this point, <laughs> and we're rank amateurs. <laughs> all right, so that's it. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.